This week, we're celebrating client wins. We're talking about a new healthier mayo that we found at the supermarket and Susie is sharing her favorite yummy risotto recipe that the whole family will love. Hi, I'm Leanne Ward. And I'm Susie Burrell. And each week, we bring you the Nutrition Couch Podcast, the bi-weekly podcast that keeps you up to date on everything that you need to know in the world of nutrition. This special new Wednesday episode format is designed to give you a midweek motivation boost. So let's jump straight into some client wins for the week. And this week in my clinic, Susie, we are celebrating sustainable fat loss without giving up everything that you love. So we thought it'd be really nice to celebrate some client wins. So they don't always have to be about fat loss. Sometimes you and I have wins in terms of clients around cholesterol or in terms of better digestion or just eating better and being more in tune with their body, improving, you know, metabolically. We thought we'd start with one um, talking about sustainable fat loss because I know a lot of people have the goal of losing five, six, 10 kilos in a month or two, but when it's that fast and rapid, often it doesn't last and often it's a lot of muscle mass as well. So good sustainable fat loss for a lot of our clients, Susie, is about half a kilo to a kilo a week, depending on where you're starting. Larger bodies will lose more, smaller bodies will lose less. So one of my clients this week, we're celebrating some wins. We've been working together about five, six weeks and she's about three and a half kilos down. So 3.4 kilos in about five weeks. She's still eating out, but her biggest, I guess, knowledge improvement has been understanding the energy density of the foods that she's eating and making some simple swaps in and out. So she's not missing out. She hasn't cut out all her favorite foods, but she's just making some simple swaps here and there. So she's in a very high pressure job. She doesn't really have time to formally exercise. She starts very early. She rarely gets a lunch break. Like I have to force her to take one. And she's often working, you know, till the sun goes down at night or she's going home and then she's continuing to work after dinner as well. So she hasn't really done this with any kind of formal gym or exercise program. So when we met, she was doing about like 2,000 to 3,000 steps. That was her average step count on a good day. So we pushed her up to 5,000. So she's finding about an extra 20 to 30 minutes to do an extra two, 3,000 steps a day. It doesn't sound like a lot, but just that little bit of extra movement. If she's working late, I'll force her to take a lunch break and that way she'll go and she'll do 20 minutes around the office block or get outside in the sunshine for a little bit, get in some vitamin D. So a couple of the things she's adopted besides just slightly increasing her step count is just learning to lean out her meals during the week. So saying no to a lot of the things around the office where people might have done some baking, there's a big morning tea, everybody's going out for burgers on Friday. So just learning to lean out her meals a little bit during the week to compensate for bigger weekends. Because she has such that high pressure job during the week, she likes to go out with her family and her hubby and celebrate on the weekends, eat out, enjoy some really good quality food. It's not like she's going out for eating Pizza Hut or anything like that or going through drive through Maccas on the weekend. She's going out to some beautiful restaurants, but the energy density of a lot of that food is a lot higher than something she would typically make at home. So we're leaning out her week a little bit more to compensate for sort of slightly better bigger weekends. Another easy strategy she's done is trying to reduce the size and the type of milk in her coffee. And you and I, Susie, talk a lot about just the extra calories that creep in through drinks. So she was having a large full cream latte when we met, and now she's down to a small skim latte. And someday she's even happy to drink that black if she feels like she needs a second one. And we're definitely ordering the extra salads and veggies when we're going out, and we're actively seeking out quick and easy lunch choices that are really volume dense and packed with those extra veggies as well. And then the final strategy that we're really doing when she is eating out is really deciding what's the one or two things that she really loves? Like, does she want the more decadent meal? Does she want to enjoy the entree, the main, or does she want to enjoy the main and half a dessert? So she's not kind of going all in when she is enjoying these meals out on the weekend. She's kind of picking and choosing what she really likes. Would she like two glasses of wine? Then we're going to lean out the main meal a little bit more. 
who is this restaurant known for their beautiful decadent desserts, and she's happy to just sit on some sparkling water in order to enjoy some dessert. So it's really not going all in where she's having the bread basket, the entree, the main, two glasses of wine, and a really decadent dessert as well. Because we know in our experience, Susie, that clients don't do so well from a fat loss perspective when they're going all in on those sorts of things. So that was my client win for the week I thought I would share with our listeners today. I think that having real life case studies is so powerful because so much of nutrition, Leanne, is in theory. So we're writing about what the science says in a research paper or recommendations that you might have learned at university. But as you and I know, the intricacies of working with people day in, day out, particularly in that area of women and fat loss, where you're dealing with women with different ages, different body composition, different hormone profiles. So, you know, each and every person is different. Sure, there's some key principles of fat loss, whether it's a calorie deficit, a certain macronutrient ratio, but people's lifestyles, their requirements, their preferences for eating out, I can safely say to you that every single one of the clients that I talk to on a daily basis, even though they've all got the goal of fat loss, has intricacies with their programs that means that we're creating something for them. And so that's what we're hoping to achieve with this segment each week, looking at, at some outcomes um, from dietary intervention. So yeah, if, if you've got a case study or something you wanted to share with us um, that you think other people can learn from, because I think what we're learning from the Nutrition Couch community is that we all learn from each other. You know, often people will send us new products or ideas for topics that we haven't thought of. So if you too have wins or case studies or changes you've made as a result of listening to the podcast over the past two years, share with us because I think that we all learn from each other and it's a nice community feel when we're all have the goal of eating better and and um, using good nutrition to live our best lives. Mm. And speaking of which, I've got an exciting product uh, to talk about actually. And by chance, I sat next to the, a lady who works at this company at a recent event and it's um, a food that I had just randomly picked up at Woolies. I was doing a trolley shop for sauces and, you know, the sauce aisle, Leanne, is enormous. Now, I myself am very plain eater. I don't buy a lot of sauces. But when I go and try and pick better varieties of, say, mayo, tomato sauce, like I could fill three trolleys. There's so many different products. And just by chance, I picked up this mayonnaise and it had on the front good fat mayo. And I'd never seen it before. And when I looked on the shelf, there were quite a few of these products. And it was highly um, marketing the fact that it was a mayonnaise made using extra virgin olive oil. And I thought that is fascinating because, of course, mayonnaise is one of those very personal choices. People often are reluctant to change their mayonnaise choice, even though it's a high fat product because they like the taste of it and they like it to be the real thing. So certainly low fat mayo is nowhere near what real full fat mayo is. So my usual uh, tendency is to encourage clients to use smaller amounts of the real thing rather than two heap tablespoons on any salad. So I thought this is a really fascinating brand. So their sort of marketing, um, the Undivided Food Company is about promoting better quality sources using uh, not refined oils. A lot of the oils we'll see in sources are listed as vegetable oil, which are probably a mix of sunflower, palm, you know, not overly healthy for us if we're honest. So yeah, this is a, a mayonnaise and they've got a whole range of different ones, which is purely based on extra virgin olive oil with no industrial seed oil. So the first ingredient is Australian olive oil, followed by free range egg, Australian extra virgin olive oil, chili, apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, garlic, sea salt, mustard powder, rosemary extract. Now that is a very clean ingredient list, Leanne. Now I'm not a mayo eater. I haven't tried it, but on the whole, I think this is sounding like a really amazing addition to the source section of supermarkets and hopefully it encourages a range of different um, source makers and manufacturers, some of the big groups to really have a look at the oil that they're filling their products with 
It is in a more expensive product. I've just had a look. Now, on one of the websites, it's retailing for $11. I actually, Leanne, can't tell you how much it was in Woolies. It's $13.50 in Woolworths oh, for 13, the 200 grams. Oh, so it's, wow. not a, it's not a big jar of it. It comes in a glass jar and it's, you know, 13 280 grams. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's going to kind of break the bank for a few people, but you're right. It absolutely does have a far better ingredient list than most standard mayonnaise. And so it really is one of those products that you're paying for better quality. And I would say it would also hopefully encourage you to use a little bit less because it still remains a high fat product. But I thought, you know, if you are interested in reducing inflammation, if you do love sauces, if you do have a bit more discretionary budget to spend on, on products like that, it's certainly worth a look at the brand in general. And yeah, you'll see it. There's a whole range. There's good fat aioli, uh, good fat mayo. And I thought, wow, that's really fascinating. And yeah, if I was buying mayo, it would absolutely be one I would invest in because it's going to be much, much better quality product. And um, I think it's great to um, support small companies like that that have great nutrition initiatives. Yeah, I love this segment, the new product of the week. So we really moved away from showcasing a couple of different products because it was just too it was too numbers focused, too wordy focused. So I just like that we're showcasing some new and exciting sort of products that we're seeing in the supermarket. So this is a great one, the Good Fat Mayo. But like you said, I think it's interesting. You're absolutely paying for a better quality product. But when you really look at the ingredient, the first ingredient is Australian olive oil, followed by a free range egg, followed by Australian extra virgin olive oil. And we do know the top quality stuff from an anti-inflammatory perspective is absolutely extra virgin olive oil, not just olive oil. So the bulk of it is just olive oil. It's 48% olive oil, followed by only 9% Australian extra virgin olive oil. So I wouldn't really, I wouldn't be choosing this product from an inflammation or an anti-inflammation perspective, put it that way. This is still mayonnaise. Like what's that saying? If it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's still mayonnaise. It is certainly a better type of mayonnaise, but I wouldn't be actively adding this into your diet to assist with anti-inflammatory style eating. I would rather you focus on just adding Australian extra virgin olive oil in its purest form into it because this one only contains, it's less than 10% Australian extra virgin olive oil. So I think that's an important point, but it is far better than a lot of other mayonnaises on the market. And we should say that a serve is not a tablespoon or two. For me, it's a teaspoon or two. So really start to measure those sauces. If you're someone who likes to add sauces, I find my sauce people are big squirters, like they do a lot. So measuring it is um, a good way of controlling the portion because you'll get just as much flavor savoring it on a smaller portion than just putting a lot on. So start to measure the amounts, particularly with a product like that, which is expensive. You want to sort of get maximum bang for your buck rather than wasting it and, and still using a lot more than you actually need for the flavor. But overall, let us know what you think if you've given it a try. Susie and I, neither of us are big mayo eaters, so it's not something I regularly have in my fridge, but it is a product that we're, you know, we're giving the thumbs up from a mayonnaise perspective at the Nutrition Couch. So let us know if you've tried it. Um, comment on our Instagram, which is the Nutrition Couch podcast. And then our final segment is really for our midweek motivation and inspo is what we're cooking in the kitchen. So last week I shared um, some vegetarian sausage rolls based on lentils and veggies, which I stand by are delicious. Some people may not believe me, but this week, Susie, you've got a delicious cauliflower risotto that you swear the whole family will love. Leanne, I think the proof's going to be in the pudding, right? Because if a lot of people um, Instagram that they're cooking your lentil sausage rolls, you'll know you're on a winner. Let's see how many people are Instagramming my cauliflower rice risotto and we'll compare. (laughs) I love this product because I love cauliflower rice as an ingredient. I think it's cost effective. You can buy it frozen. It means you get all the nutritional benefits of cauliflower. Now, I'm not a big cauliflower fan, so I'm much better to have it in a risotto or made mixed with something. Admittedly, you won't get all of the anti-cancer action from a frozen variety. You will need to add a little bit of fresh vegetable to it, so a little bit of uh, pickle or or rocket, something to activate that anti-cancer molecule, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago. 
but this is, I've used it to make a risotto. Now, risotto is delicious. We all love it, but it's very, very high starch. It takes a long time to make. It also is really hard to get the right consistency. You know, I find that the chance you actually get it right is hard. It's a hard dish to cook. So I save it for when I go into an Italian restaurant. But a cauliflower rice risotto is just so easy. It's basically a cauliflower rice stir fry. So all you need to do is add your onions, your garlic base, and then chuck in any of your vegetables. And I've done chicken with this one. It's a five-minute dinner. It's cost-effective. You can keep it vegetarian. You can throw all your extra veggies into it. In this one, I've added veggies as well as chicken. Top it with a little bit of parmesan. It's a low-carb, high-fiber, veggie-rich meal. The key with cooking cauliflower rice is to keep the pan not too high because it will burn quite quickly and you can literally cook it within a minute or two. So you may find you need to do the onion, garlic, chicken first, then the other veggies, and then just at the end saute with the cauliflower rice. It's certainly not like rice. It will burn very, very quickly. I always use extra virgin olive oil for cooking. I always have, always will. I quite liberal with it in my pan to make sure it doesn't stick. It's on my Instagram. We'll repost it on the nutrition couch, but it's a great way for everybody to eat more vegetables, including cauliflower, and get the taste and feel of a a, a risotto with far fewer carbs and a much better nutritional profile. And if you do cook our recipes, pop them up and um, we'll share them because I think, again, it creates that feeling of community. And you too, if you've got any other great recipes that are quick, easy, and healthy, we too would like to share them. So keep us Keep us posting on our Insta at The Nutrition Couch. Absolutely. And then that brings us to the end of The Nutrition Couch for another Wednesday midweek motivation episode. If you haven't done so already, we would love if you subscribe to our podcast. And for a growing range of nutrition education resources, head to our website, which is thenutritioncouch.com. You will find there our brand new takeaway guide, our very highly rated and recommended product guide, and also our live recordings for the events that we did last year and some exciting new things to come in the coming months as well. Have a great week, everyone. Have a good week.